Hello, Alex from Scrimba here. You are listening to a recording of one of our weekly fireside chats here at Scrimba. In a nutshell, we sit around an imaginary campfire and have real conversations about learning to code and how to land your first junior developer job. We bring out the imaginary kindling every Tuesday, and while we hope you enjoy this recording, we would much prefer to see you there live, because when you attend live, you get to participate in the chat and ask us questions. To learn more about the Fireside Chat, such as how to join, what exciting topics are upcoming, and what specific time the event happens in your time zone, head to scrimba.com forward slash fireside. On behalf of myself, my wonderful co-host Leanne from Scrimba, and everybody else on the Scrimba team, and our occasional guests here in the Fireside Chat, please enjoy this episode, and remember to subscribe so that you see future episodes as well as support the show. Let's get into it. Welcome everybody to, I think, the third fireside chat. We call this like a fireside chat because it's a really laid back conversation. Sometimes you'll see people from Scrimba here, sometimes friends, but also you have the opportunity to come up on the stage and join the discussion, should you so choose. And the topic today is staying productive and motivated as a new developer, because we see this all the time at Scrimba. You're very excited at the beginning. There are so many possibilities ahead of you. And meanwhile, there are so many books and people on Twitter saying things like, oh, you can learn to code in just a few weeks or just a few months. But we know the path ahead can be quite long and difficult, but oh, so worth it. But it's important to always reconsider your motivation and always learn new tactics and perspectives to stay really productive. So we're hoping today by talking about motivation and productivity, you're going to leave here with some new, fresh ideas about how you can stay productive on your journey to becoming a new developer. We have some topics at hand, but the first thing we're going to do just to kick things off here is we're going to talk each about our experience with motivation and how we stay productive as individuals here on the stage. And so maybe Per, you could kick us off and tell us a little bit about your motivation, what motivates you to work so hard, and then how do you stay productive broadly? I know there's a lot of stuff we can go into a little bit later, but just broadly, how do you stay productive on, on the daily, Per? So... I think productivity and motivation to me means two very different things uh, in the sense that uh, motivation comes and goes. You'll have ups and downs based on many factors that you can control and that you can't control. For example, how how you're feeling that specific day or specific week or other things happening in your life. So that's kind of one thing which I I don't work that much actively with to try and control. Uh, But then there's the productivity side of it, which I work a lot with to try and control and, 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 and make better. And there I have uh, various different things. Like I have everything from daily goals to weekly goals to an accountability partner, a very good friend of mine who I'm having meetings with every week in order to kind of talk through how it's going. Uh, Not not just productivity, but but like life in general. Uh, And then also I have a lot of restrictions on around me that kind of restrict my distractions because in in my experience my productivity is almost uh, uh, directly a function of how distracted I am so if I, can, if I can keep myself from being distracted my productivity is much better and if I am distracted uh, my productivity can literally be t- 10% of, of, of what it is <laughs> so I'm, uh, it's really damaging for me so yeah uh, productivity and motivation then has even like uh, eventually a lot to do with how distracted I am, basically. And I can go into those things more in detail uh, later if, if that makes sense, but that's that's on, on a higher level. 
how it is. And if anybody in the chat has questions or anything in particular sounds exciting, um, let us know in the Fireside Chat uh, text channel, which you'll see just above this one. Um, Bob, how do you stay productive? I totally agree with Pear. It's, I have found that I learn a lot about myself as I'm working, especially as we've kind of transitioned to working remote. I started about a year ago, but now working for a company that's based in Norway and, you know, you guys and Wales and you guys finish before or right around the time I'm starting. And so it's certainly all about reducing distraction and keeping like my motivation increases as my distractions decrease. And I would say both my motivation and productivity uh, increase as both of those things or as my distractions decrease. So what I'm finding is it's it's very much about um, learning myself, learning what it is that distracts me, and then rooting that thing out of my life. And so my you know my morning routine is opening my computer and immediately turning like closing my email, closing my messages, sometimes even closing Discord and Slack, so that I'm not even looking at those things first thing. Because sometimes before I know it. I'm, you know, responding to Slack messages for an hour and and some of my most productive time is just disappears in the morning. I can totally relate to that. Leanne, what's your motivation and how do you stay productive? I think for me, it's important to have clear goals in mind. People talk about smart goals where you basically have to be able to identify what the goal is and when you've achieved it. So, for example, I have my YouTube channel, Code with Leanne, uh, 51 subscribers. <laughs> and um, I've set a goal for the number of videos I want to create this year. And then I have a wall planner and I've drawn a number of circles on the wall planner. And then I fill one in every time I upload a video and um, also use the planner to schedule what I'm going to do and what I'm going to release. And on top of that, I also time block. So I have a certain time in the morning to make videos and also a certain time to just study and learn coding. And so you're basically clear on when you're going to do these things and not just hoping for an opportune moment, basically. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned your goal is output based, like you're setting out to upload a certain number of videos, which is totally in your control instead of, for example, shooting for a number of views or likes or subscribers. I'm really excited to delve a little bit more into that in a minute. Um, Michael, I see Michael from Scrimbers joined the stage. How's it going, man? Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I was repairing some of the car related stuff. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah pretty interesting conversation. Uh, to be fair, my personal goal is to try to be as productive as Leanne. That's, uh, <laughs> although I'm miserable at like that. Well, how, how do you stay productive, Michael? Because you're a full-time developer and you also do, as a company aside from Scrimba, and you're also heavily involved here in the Scrimba community, both on Discord and all of our events. I've often wondered how you manage your time between the two. It's, well, kind of like, um, I try to box as much time in the morning. Uh, so I tend to start my day uh, pretty early, about like 7.30, and uh, basically cram in as much working time for the company as I can in the morning. And then after that, like lunch breaks and stuff like that, then I just hop in to Scrimba and try to help people out. Amazing. And just quickly on my own behalf, like I'm very motivated by learning. Like I love learning new things and trying different stuff, trying to be like the best contributor I can be basically, whether that's as a developer or someone in the community. 
Um, in terms of my productivity system, I'll be completely honest when I say that it changes quite often. And I used to feel really guilty about that. Like I would watch a YouTube video like, oh, look at Elon Musk's morning routine. And he wakes up at 6 a.m. and runs a marathon, then a triathlon, and then reads for four hours, and then starts work at 10, breaks his fast at 10 p.m., and then goes to the gym for an hour. And, and I feel quite um, like insufficient, I suppose. And so the first thing I did was kind of remember to relate it to my experience and what feels intuitive, where I'm actually productive and happy. Um, but also, I think that your life is always changing, right? Your goals might move based on new information you learn. You might enter a new routine depending on something that's happening in your life, whether it's external or internal. And so I'm always kind of tweaking my productivity systems to, to work best for me. Um, but I think goals are really important. Like it's often said that without a goal, you can't score. So I try and set like very specific and attainable goals and look, to, look at ways to keep myself accountable. I'm, I'm quite intrinsically motivated as a person, but I definitely think when working with a team, it's very beneficial to have like a working agreement with somebody, whether it's an accountability partner, like you were talking about, Per. I'm really excited to get into that, by the way. Um, or even some people learn in public in that sense, like they commit to uploading one YouTube video a week or something like that. But I think no matter what your approach to productivity is, you always have to start with the reason why. Like we all do something for a reason, right? And we have to really have a good reason. Otherwise, we're going to struggle to stay motivated and be successful. Leanne, what, what do you think is the importance of starting with the reason why? I think you haven't got a decent reason in your mind about why you're doing something. You just do it for its own sake or because you have a vague idea that it might be useful. It's very difficult to stay motivated. If you've got reason, a solid reason that you can identify to do it, then it's much easier to get down and do it, even if that day you're not really feeling like you want to do it. So maybe it's you want to change your lifestyle or maybe I uh, want to have a better life for your family or you just want to get into a field that you've always dreamed about. Anything like that just going to really help you to in the hours you might not always necessarily want to. I think that also ties into need to really want to do something because if you're just kind of forcing yourself through it, it's going to be very difficult to stay on track, I think. So they're kind of two sides of the same coin. What's your take, Per? I totally agree with what the, Leanne said that. It's kind of why we here at Scrimba focus very heavily on actually getting a job or basically learning to earning, like get to the point where you're earning money as soon as possible. Uh, because that is uh, amongst those, that crowd, it's basically a filtering function. So, so it, it gets people who are really motivated into Scrimba by us actually projecting that message out to the community and, and, and on our website, really focusing it on getting real world skills uh, that, that you can use in a job because then, uh, then we get the people who, who want to get a job to take Scrimba courses and that makes it much easier for us. It's kind of those people who want to help, but it's also to kind of also communicate to people that they actually can get a job from an online course, which might be something a lot of people didn't or don't believe that they can do. So it's kind of like injecting the why for the student. Like we're on this, you are on here to get a job or to start making money as a developer because that's just so, so much as such a stronger why than like, I just find coding a little bit interesting, just want to check it out for a little bit. So, um, uh, yeah, it's basically it. Um, it, it. Important to have the why and leveling up to a professional level is a great why, uh, if that's what you want, of course. Bob, I know you and I have spoke a little bit before about how we all kind of hate the gym at first, but then eventually you kind of get into it. 
Do you think there's a way of relating that to learning how to code? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I think it learn or it it lends itself to learning anything or getting good at anything new. And um, you know, the the why is important, but it's not always intrinsic. It's not you know, some people are just kind of born with a, a motivation for what they have found their passion in. Um, some people want to become passionate about something, but aren't yet. And I think the gym is a good example of that. Um, you know, especially come January, you see a lot of people who want to be good at the gym. Um, and it really, uh, you know, it has to do with intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Um, going to the gym when you've never gone before, or like if you're trying to become a runner or a biker, anything that's physically demanding, uh, it sucks at the beginning trying to do it. Like, you know that you want to do it and then you do it and you're like, do I really want to do this? This kind of like this hurts or it doesn't feel good. Um, but if you can, and I found that if you can build a system of ex extrinsic motivation, so, um, you know, we were talking earlier about like having somebody pay you money to do something. Um, one good way to do that with working out or getting in shape or whatever is, I, you know, I'm going to lose money if I don't uh, work out, you know, three days this week or something. There's systems out there that can help you do that. That extrinsic motivation will get you to do it. It kind of jumpstarts your your plan or your process. And then once you do it enough, you ideally, um, you start to get good at it and you start to feel the benefits of intrinsic motivation. Um, you you start to realize you don't need to put money on the line to go to the gym or to go running or biking, um, but you just want to do it because it's something you want to do. You've seen results, you feel good about it, and it certainly applies to coding. I mean, there's I don't care how motivated you are to become a web developer, there's certainly going to be days where you're like, I don't even want to be near a computer. Uh, well, I guess, frankly, that's probably a good idea. Don't always be at your computer. Um, but on those days, having a system of extrinsic motivation, um, a, a deadline f that you're building something for a friend or uh, some money is a great way to start, um, can help cut through the, the difficult times. And once you start to realize that, hey, I can actually build something on my own. Um, you know, I built a website and I showed it off and someone said it was awesome. Those cool wins lead to intrinsic motivation. And then you just want to do it because you want to do it. It's like becomes a part of you. I got an idea there, which is we should definitely, because I think that's such a great point, Bob, uh, like uh, hacking that reward center with ex extrinsic before uh, getting the intrinsic. So maybe we could create this kind of pyramid scheme here at Scrimba where each user pays another user $10 to, to, build, to build an app they want. And then you pay it forward and pay it to the next person to build an, I want a... Twitter Chrome extension, and I want a like a landing page for my car, and I want a landing page for my hobby, and then eventually the ten dollars would just circulate around Scrimba, but it would do its job as extrinsic motivation every single time it changes hands. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let us know in the chat. Is that something you want to participate in? Almost <laughs> a. Chrome extension for Twitter that does the same thing as the Facebook newsfeed eradicator does, which basically removes the newsfeed on Facebook. It doesn't exist one like that for Twitter. So if someone wants to build that, that that's that's twenty dollars. Very very bad hourly rate. Probably going to take you five hours, but that doesn't matter. I like that. So if somebody has to code a Chrome extension that blocks all the distractions from Twitter, like the trending topics and things like that. Yeah, like the main feed. That's the most important thing to me. Oh, the main feed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because we do that a lot, right? Like we have to go on Twitter to like answer a support DM or something on the Scrimber account. But then there's a bunch of stuff in the feed and it's easily distracting. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about when it comes to the topic of avoiding distractions. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. There's a bounty on that, courtesy of Per. I like it. But one thing I'm curious to hear about from you, because I think you have a very unique perspective that not many people have on this is that whilst you worked at V-School, which for people who don't know is an in-person boot camp, you pretty much got to help and experience tens, if not hundreds of developers learn how to code. And I'm sure as individuals, they all had very different ways of staying motivated and productive. I'm wondering if you could draw on any of the sort of any of the sort of habits or routines or um, systems that people had at vSchool, students at vSchool had that made them more successful that maybe people listening can look to borrow from. Yeah, I mean, there's so vSchool now is online with COVID, um, but I, you know, from the beginning it was in person and. The, I think the biggest thing for people staying motivated was to put the time in. Um, you know, we have we discovered through hundreds of students that natural talent was not the greatest indicator of someone's ultimate success. Their their ultimate success was much more driven by their grit and and the effort that they put into it. it it's everything in life. You what you put in is what you'll get out having a natural propensity toward web development or coding will only get you so far if you're not willing to work. Um, and so the the motivation had to come, like we talked about e- extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, um, the motivation was the most key thing in people's success because they could be good but not motivated and they wouldn't succeed. Um, and so I think one of the things, especially as vSchool transitioned to online, one of the biggest pieces of advice that we gave people was to treat their education um, like their job. And uh, I think you hear that a lot in terms of applying for jobs. They say, well, if you're unemployed, then applying for jobs is your main job. Um, if you're not applying for jobs, but you're still learning the trade, then learning the trade is your full-time job, um, at least as much time as you can put into it. One thing that's difficult about um, having asynchronous education like videos that are available, screencasts that are available in Scrimba anytime is it always feels like you can do it later. And um, that's just not true. Like you can't do, you can't become a coder um, by putting five minutes or 10 minutes a day into it. Um, you really have to like buckle down and, and put the time into it. And we found that at vSchool, I'm, I'm certain that's true of, um, of the Scrimba community. You know, there's people here who are regulars in the Scrimba community and I, I would be willing to bet that the people who are regulars in the Scrimba community are also people who are putting in the time and effort um, to get that job and that they are m- much more likely to get a job than someone who maybe subscribes to Scrimba but uh, watches it, you know, uh, an hour a week or something. You know, it just takes more time. What I'm hearing is if you're not currently employed as a developer, but you're looking to get a job as a developer, you're learning right now, you should actually treat your learning and job hunting experience like a job. So set a deadline to be at your desk, like 9 a.m. would be quite typical, right? Maybe get dressed in a shirt or something 
set a lunch time, set a clock off time, and and yeah, try and actually set goals and achieve them every day, like you need to in a workplace. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should be, in my opinion, um, you should be in a physical location that's separate from your your regular everyday activities. You should be showered and dressed um, like you were going into a physical office, not just like in your jam your pajamas. Um, you know, have breakfast if you like to eat breakfast. Just whatever it is you normally would do, as if you were going into an office. I have to admit, it's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> I mean, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, like I saw a sort of TikTok joke video where someone's like, "Yeah, if I'm going to wear a, sh- a shirt and put shoes on every day to set clear boundaries between the workplace and at home," and then. Like the, the the video goes just two months later, and they're like on the sofa and joggers, like eating crisps while they work and that kind of thing. Like it can be quite difficult, I think. Certainly. Cool. I see a few um, people been talking a little bit about their productivity techniques in the charts. Have you caught wind of any of those, Leanne? Yeah, some great ones. Some people have mentioned apps they use. Uh, Wizbig mentioned OnePlus, which um, I think that's the name of the app. I'm not totally sure, um, but. Anyway, there's an app which totally locks your phone completely, so you can't do anything with it at all. There's a similar one called Forest, which I actually use as well, suggested by uh, Marley, which is um, you plant a tree and then you set the time you want to focus for. And then if you don't leave the app, basically, the tree gets added to your forest. And that's quite satisfying because over time you end up with more and more trees and you have this visual representation of how much work you've done. Um, Josef is talking about yeah going to a, a separate room, which I think's I know it's not possible for everyone, but setting up a dedicated workspace is really good. And on the topic of this, if you're not comfortable, it's going to be very difficult to work. So if you can try to get yourself a nice setup, so sort out your seating, your desk, your lighting. It all depends on resources, um, but just do as much as you can to make it as conducive to work as possible. I would say. Reiki mentioned people were talking about social media being a distraction. She said that she just doesn't have social media, which is definitely going to work for some people. But then Michael mentioned it's actually been quite good in advancing his career. So it kind of depends what your goals are and your approach to things. I would have to say that I fall into Michael's camp. It's definitely um, helped me in my career, especially Twitter and LinkedIn to an extent. Facebook, not so much. I honestly think that can be, (laughs) that can probably be skipped in my view. But Twitter, I used to absolutely hate, but two things have changed my mind about it. And that is, I started a completely new account and I only now follow interesting things to do with coding, basically, mainly CSS and things that are inspiring and interesting to me. And I've also got a Chrome extension. I know Pear was talking about this earlier. It doesn't block the timeline. It does block the what's happening section on the side, which is just heavenly because <laughs> now all I have is this white square instead of all the well, bad news, basically, on the right hand side. So now um, I actually enjoy going to Twitter. So, um, yeah, that's my tip on that. What's Sorry? that extension called? Um, that Twitter extension. Yeah, That'd be great. Find out. I'll post it in the chat. I did something very similar with YouTube. So when I load YouTube now, it's just a blank white screen so that I can just search for what I need. There's no suggested videos or anything. That's That's very cool. I think we can all relate to the fact that in today's digital world, it's so easy to fall victim to distractions because every website and every app is literally clawing for your attention. It's not going to change. So you have to put up your own boundaries and find your own 
ways of avoiding distraction. Well, I think Michael made a great point. There are definitely benefits to some of these platforms when used in moderation. I know, Per, you've developed something of a productivity system around avoiding distractions because you see them as such a big threat to your productivity. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, uh, I have very strong opinions on this because I, I truly believe that if you let yourself be distracted, if you lose the battle of cheap dopamine hits, uh, you lose so many things in life. Uh, you, you lose you lose your ability, to, or you might end up losing your ability to really grow your career and, and double your salary. I truly think that's the case uh, when seeing how motivated some people or, or productive some people are and how unproductive others are just because they've fallen to the victim of, of those cheap dopamine hits from, from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those. So, so I uh, do a lot of things on this. Um, I have basically, uh, everything is evolved around a weekly meeting I have with a friend where we talk, we meet once a week for an hour or so, and we talk through how our previous week went and our plans for the next week. And this is not just productivity, it's also workouts, it's, uh, we've been talking about meditations and about like uh, mental health and everything, so kind of are our, our each other's psychiatrists once per week. And then we lay out a plan usually for, for the following week. Uh, and then it's breaking down into uh, daily goals. So each night before I go to bed, I give myself a goal for the next day. Uh, and that's via an app called Streak Score. Um, and very often I, I set my daily goal to be not check any distraction before 11 or 12 uh, at the day, like basically uh, lunchtime. Uh, because if I'm completely focused for those few hours, they c I can work uh, do much work than I do uh, the rest of the entire day, just in those three hours. And also I set the weekly goals. For example, now I'm on a streak of not reading online newspapers for about six or seven weeks because that's also a huge distraction. And not just because it's that dangerous to read a newspaper once a while, but if we get into the habit of, of checking the news five times throughout a workday, then actually what you lose as a knowledge worker isn't just the five minutes you lost uh, when checking it, it's the half an hour you have to spend after you've checked it of ramping up again, kind of loading up into the your brain's RAM uh, like all the code or, or, or if you're writing, like all the thoughts you had about a specific article or, or like focused work, it's proven with research that it takes a huge toll when you, when you do that. So I have those daily goals and weekly goals. Uh, and then also I have tons of restrictions on my um, iPhone. So I, I actually don't have any social media apps on my iPhone and I don't even have Safari. So I can't browse the web basically, or I can if I go into Messenger and send a link to myself, for example, google.com, then I can, the loophole, get into, uh, get into oh, to, to browsing the web. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I can't use it as a uh, web browser. And I've also blocked a bunch of websites. And I've also blocked the app store, so I can't download apps. And I don't have the key or the, the, the code to unlocking these uh, apps. Uh, only my friend and my girlfriend has that. Uh, so I have to ask them, oh, I really need to download an app now. Can you, can you open up App Store for five minutes? And they do that, and then I'm able to do it. So I'm basically like a child that needs <laughs> a lot of care and, and restrictions in these. That's uh, uh, maybe a bit to the extreme, but it, but it, but it truly it changes uh, the game for me in terms of uh, uh, what I can do throughout the workday if I manage to stick to all of these restrictions and, and goals. Can I ask you something about that? Sure. 
Because like, I feel like for many people, and myself included, like there's almost this switch to like, you know, just you want to check the news, you want to check Twitter, you're bored, so you yes. check your phone, or you you have to do something hard and daunting, so you just do it. And yeah. I think that's a very natural feeling. But what you've done is you've just added so much friction that the effort to get beyond that friction would be more than it would take to just do what you're meant to do in the first place. Yeah, and, and it's like sugar. Once you start eating it, it gets really hard to stay outside of it or, or to, to not eat it because you get addicted to it. It's addiction. It's dopamine addiction. So if you keep away from it, uh, it, it suddenly becomes piece of cake to stay uh, outside of social media or news sites the entire workday. But if you start doing it, I mean, if I open up Twitter eight o'clock in the morning, my day is basically fucked. I'll open up Twitter then every hour following that first check for the rest of my day. And as you know, if it takes me half an hour to get back into what I was working with, into a really focused state, then basically I've lost 50% of my day. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't have any social media apps on my phone. The only one I do have is YouTube because I need it for uh, the live streams, Scrimba live streams. I like to have it um, running so I can see people can see me but twitter and facebook and stuff like that um i just don't have because as you mentioned it just kind of there then isn't it and it's just easy to pick up the phone and go and check them for sure i see someone posted and michael said i should get a nokia 3100 uh, i would love that it's fine it kind of sounds <laughs> yeah. like what you've done to your phone <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. very expensive old nokia <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that phone, that's great. With with Snake installed, right? Judging by what you've just described, you'll probably delete it. <laughs> no, no, if it was the one coded as part of the France and Career Path, Per allows it, it's okay. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have Florin Pop here who says, um, welcome, by the way, Florin, uh, awesome to have you here. And you say you have to be online on social media, more job. Do you then, I would love to hear, Florin, if you, if you struggle then with uh, sometimes, like how do you keep the balance? Do you have any tricks for, for being a little bit on social media and also being focused? Because that, that would kind of be uh, getting it both ways, which would, would be amazing. And if you have some secrets to share in that regard, uh, I would at least love to hear it. <laughs> he says, I don't. <laughs> That's all right. Ah, no, too bad. And I suppose one tip I have on that is that my Twitter is just to do with my work, really, or coding generally. So I don't follow any of my friends don't follow me to my knowledge it's not what i use socially basically i mean in the sense with friends and family um so i think that helps for me um if you've already got a twitter set up with your friends you can have another one you can have multiple accounts and it's easy to switch between them and so that's something you could do yeah that, that that's a great tip uh, and also with that sidebar uh, extension uh, eradicator which you talked about so that you don't get uh, thrown into uh rabbit holes about dogecoin uh, or elon musk or bitcoin or anything like that <laughs> every other yeah. day because that happens when you do that yeah don't don't check your wallet every morning before work it could be it could cause a lot of turmoil depending on the day it might, it might make yeah. you work harder i'm not sure like oops need, need to make some money back should should we ask if if anyone wants to join the stage and share their tips that's absolutely right anybody's welcome to raise their hand and come on up but i think we should give you a clear directive so how about you come up on stage and tell us a little bit about how you stay productive as an aspiring developer. I see Yosef wants to come up. Let's bring Yosef up onto the stage. Hi. Hey, Yosef, what's happening? Nothing much. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good. 
with respect to staying productive. I guess for the past couple of weeks, I've been in exam week uh, for uni. So what really helped a lot for me is um, motivations for me doesn't really come a lot as I try not to rely on motivation a lot. So for me, I have sort of been developing or rather just been using Pomodoro technique, which helped me a lot with just staying disciplined and sort of uh, blocking out most of the time for the day to just do my exams and also put time for um, Scrimba courses. It helped me a lot to sort of put as much time as I can for the day. Um, but uh, what also helped me a lot was also putting like adding or putting like a quitting time so that um, I can sort of, it allows me to sort of be aware of my time and also helps me to sort of relax as well and helped me a lot. that also helps me a lot with trying to say stay productive uh that makes uh, sense i think staying disciplined for me helped me a lot because i can't try to rely on motivation most of the time because it comes and goes and for me i would rather <laughs> find a give myself like an agenda book and plot out the times that i want to actually focus on instead of having to wait for some sort of um motivation to just come and like sort of come in like in a eureka moment to help me sort of get engaged with the day you know, sir, i don't know if anyone has sort a, of sorry can you talk a little bit about the pomodoro technique for anybody who might not be familiar with it yeah well i learned it from this um massive like this mooc uh course from coursera i was like this teacher called barbara oakley uh she was talking about just uh, finding different ways to learn or learning how to learn and she mentioned about this pomodoro technique which is essentially you have a session where you sort of take 25 minutes of just focused intense learning and after that 25 minutes you take like a five minute break and uh, i guess depending on how much you can focus you can do it for like uh, 50 minutes and 10 minute break or 52 minutes and maybe like 17 minute break and you can do that a number of times to sort of if you need to do like five hours day of work or whatnot you can sort of block those sessions out where you're giving yourself time to sort of focus and time to relax and it sort of has to do with this thing called um she talked about this focused learning and sort of this relaxed state of uh mode or focused mode and relaxed mode and with focused mode you're sort of uh intently focusing and when you're relaxed you're sort of taking the time to sort of relax um not focus on the work that you're doing it helps with sort of uh, i think with for me when it comes to like learning programming if there's a different concept that i'm trying to focus on i guess uh, like array methods for example um when i'm relaxed i'm i'm able to sort of make these loose connections with different parts of my day or like i sometimes on my hobby learn piano and i'm able to make these connections that help me understand better of uh, understand better when it comes to array methods and it helps me a lot to sort of focus of on being like relaxed because i can make these loose connections and help me helps me better learn the concept that i'm learning sorry that was a little bit off tangent but uh that's what pomodoro t uh, technique is uh long story short gives you like you're giving yourself a, a small amount of time or a large amount of time to just focus and giving yourself time after that to just relax uh, however long that is depending on how much you've uh, you've been intensely focusing yeah i think i think that's a great technique which a lot of people have talked about i've, I've heard that again and again here in the community and other uh, discussions that people use it I haven't personally used it myself uh, on my own, but I've used it with Froda, the the developer at at Scrimba. Sometimes when we're together at the office, we were like, okay, should we do a Pomodoro timer together? 
that then we kind of mix to we mix both the accountability partner and the Pomodoro technique together, and that's really powerful. And something actually we've been thinking a little bit about whether we should uh, enable that in an easier way way here on Discord. Maybe you could join like a Pomodoro room where you kind of like the power hour, which we have, but but more of just like you you hear the bell ring when you start and then when you end. Uh, so that's so that's um, yeah, definitely something I think a lot of people could could benefit from. I would love to hear Joseph if you could um, if you had those links to those that woman if if that was an, an article or a book I, I don't quite remember. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a free course from Coursera and it's helped me a lot with changing sort of my mindset when it comes to learning and sort of adopting this uh, growth mindset that it, that's been sort of a new concept that I haven't learned heard about before like up till maybe a couple of months ago it's very very cool to like learn about learning like it sounds kind of meta and like it almost is a distraction from what you you set out to learn but i think it's so worthwhile and that coursera thing sounds super interesting so yeah i'll be sure to check that out um thank you so much you thank you for coming up yeah no problem thank you for having me leanne i want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about setting like an output based goal you said that your goal was to upload you know a certain amount of youtube videos can you talk about why you set that goal instead of something like, oh, I want to get this many subscribers or I want to get this many likes on my videos? I think it's, as you kind of touched on, number of likes and subscribers is not really within my control. I mean, I know there's YouTube videos about how to get a million subscribers in six months, but realistically, there's only so much you can do, um, especially in terms of you're aiming towards a, a specific number. So I chose the goal of uploading, well, it's 50 videos this year because I felt it was achievable because I calculated when I started the number of weekends left. So that's if I do one a week and then I'll then need to do another 12 or so. That seemed ambitious, but also manageable. It's not ridiculous. Um, also, because I liked the idea of being able to see the 50 videos at the end of it, but I suppose it was a bit easier for me to settle on this goal because really number of subscribers or likes wasn't my focus. But I know for some people it probably would be. And that's fine if you have an idea in your mind of the number of subscribers you want. I'm just not sure you can put a time scale on it necessarily, which is why I think it's good to have this output-based goal as well. Everyone's a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. How do you think someone learning to code could apply a similar way of thinking to their coding goals? Like what would be the coding equivalent, do you think? I think one way to do that would be to make a list of concepts you want to nail down. That's something people put on Twitter quite a lot. Uh, for example, they might put a list of important topics in CSS that you need to learn as a beginner, or the same for JS, things like that. That would be quite a good way of doing it because they're kind of bite-sized chunks and you can tick them off quite regularly. And alongside that, you might want to have be a monthly goal. So next month, I'm going to focus on CSS. Within that, you can have the separate concepts you want to tackle. And then the month after, maybe you're going to do JS. In terms of completing courses, there's two sides to that. You could look at the length of the course and how much time you've got and block it out in your calendar or whatever. Then the other side is you really need to do things which are interesting to you. If you find yourself bored with a course, don't just carry on for the sake of completion because that is going to kill your motivation. I used to be a big believer in always finishing books. If I started reading a book, I'd have to read to the end. But last year, one of my New Year's resolutions was if I found a book boring, just to not read it. It's so much better to do that because 
if you get a big book, you realise you hate it in chapter one or chapter three, and you're ploughing on through it, you just don't want to read. And then it takes even mm. longer. And it's the same with courses. If it's not doing it for you, move on and find something that is. I like that so much. I, I wonder if that's like a new trendy, not trendy, but something that's surfaced recently, because I got that advice last year on a YouTube video or something. And, and it's totally changed the game for me in how I read. Like, I find reading so much more enjoyable. Even articles or YouTube videos, like, I'll watch them at 2x speed or stop watching early once I think I've either got what I needed and move on. Or if it's just not doing it for me, I can, I can move on to the next thing. I think that's really good advice. It's actually a really good uh, point you've brought up about 2x speed. I watch nearly everything on 2x speed, even the stuff I watch in my free time. And now, if I watch at one speed, I just find it so slow. Are you watching, like, fiction movies as well uh, on increased speed? Maybe not movies. Like I, I wouldn't watch The Godfather on on two X speed. Leanne is so productive. She listens to a Spotify in two X speed. <laughs> but like the how to videos and or maybe the story time videos. Yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. Totally. I have a friend that does it actually watches videos and in, 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 even films in, in double speed. Uh, that's a bit weird. But, but I, I I totally uh, agree with you. And I would actually like regarding your that goals which you said, Leanne. I, I would even say that maybe even blocking out what you're going to learn for certain weeks is, could be even too much uh, of, 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 of a um, outcome-based goal based upon like a, a um, process-based goal. Uh, because I, I would often find when I was learning new things, uh, at least when I was trying to, to go from being a front-end developer to being a machine learning uh, engineer, that was kind of my goal before I started Scrimba. Uh, I was just sometimes so disappointed in myself. I like spent one and a half uh, hour learning something before I went to work, and I just hadn't moved off the spot. I felt I was so stuck. But then I really just needed to trust the process. And actually, it wasn't important that I completed this task today. The only thing that mattered was what is, was in my control, which is that I showed up and actually did something. So even removing like what you are going to learn from the goals could be something to consider as well. At least for me, uh, that worked well. And that's, that's very much in line with something which has been pretty trendy last few years in like Silicon Valley, which is like stoic, stoic philosophy and stoicism, mm -hmm. which, which have this kind of uh, dichotomy of control, which is that everything in your life should be divided into things you can't control and things you can't control. And actually, the only things you can't control, that's like, that's your opinions. It's your goals, uh, your actions, uh, whereas you can't control uh, the outcome of something. You can't control your health or your your wealth or your reputation or your past or your follower count. So so thinking a little bit about that uh, dichotomy of control has, has helped me a lot, uh, both in my learning and startup journey. I'm inviting Bart from the yeah. chat up because he wrote in the channel, as soon as I set a goal that is too defined, in fact, Bart, could you summarize it first? That'd be better, actually. So, yeah, as soon as I set a goal, which is too specific, as like in saying I'm going to do three scrimba lessons or we're going to finish this module or I'm going to do this, every time something comes in between, like some concept I don't get really get a hold of, it kind of demotivates me. I had it very much in the beginning as I was already quite familiar with HTML and CSS. I kind of run down the first few modules and then when I came to the JavaScript part, I got slowed down very significantly and I was like kind of beating myself up about it. So now I'm more saying like, okay, I'm going to understand this concept today or this week or this month. And then I 
we'll see what comes next. But I, I tried planning, like, okay, I want to be finished with the career path, um, yeah, in two months, and that, yeah, that didn't work. It even made it worse, to be honest. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. that uh, certain types of goals work better on some people and worse on others. I think I have, um, well, possibly have an advice to you about, about that, and that is um, kind of these specific goals work uh, like in Leanne's case, and correct me, Leanne, if, I, if I'm kind of misreading that, it, it works in Leanne's case because um, she knows roughly how long it would take and roughly what problems she might encounter and what research will need to be put into it. So these goals are a little bit less distracting, while yours is more like it. you're basically trying to figure out a lot of unknown unknowns about your goals, and that could be the demotivating factor there. Um, so maybe in your case, instead of trying to, for example, study three lessons, try to just set, do Scrimba for 15 minutes. And then any research that you have on top of uh, one scrim or two scrims that you do, uh, they're still within your 15 minutes and you hit the goal. And then you just ratchet up until it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes or an hour. And in that case, then later when you hit your stride, you'll be able to say, oh, I know that it will take me three scrims and I'll do it, even if it's like 50 minutes or hour and 10. Yeah, that's how I do it now. So I, in the beginning, I was very focused on the, on the quantity and now more focused on the quality and the time I spend. I also yeah, do the Pomodoro technique, like I heard it on a meetup like a few months ago and I been doing it ever since. And now it's been yeah, very helpful, to be honest, uh, to have some sort of timing that says okay i'm going to do this now and then i will be off five minutes and every time i got the temptation of for example checking out indeed like a facebook or whatever i say no not now mm. and by the time i have the break i already forgot about checking out facebook in the first place so it's been really nice that method of learning jives really well with how our brains actually learn there's there's nothing about like if in a traditional classroom there's nothing about sitting your butt in a seat that makes you learn it's it's topical, right? And if you have to study one topic over and over until you until you actually get it, that's going to be much more productive than just than just like watching ten videos because you think you're learning more. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, been very exactly. It's quite funny to hear your voice now here because uh, the, the last thing I heard from Scramble was your voice as well. So amazing, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> very cool. Thank you so much for coming up. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. See you soon. And yeah, with that said, that's pretty much all we have time for today in today's Fireside Chat. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. We really love to know what you think of this type of event. We think it's good because you can listen on the go via the Discord mobile app. You're also welcome to participate in the way that works the best for you, whether it's the chat channel or coming up on stage. We're really happy for you to enjoy the event any way that works for you, and that's important. Yeah, I really hope you got value from this event as well and learned some new things. I've personally learned a bunch, not just from my teammates here, but also from anybody who came up on the stage. Super excited to check that stuff out. Um, really, that's everything. So thank you again for coming. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye, everyone.